Yeah, no, we're going to be joined by men, Will and Hunt, everybody in East Clare, not only on the hurling fields, but in the handball alley. And this man is going to create history this weekend because the finals are finished tonight. He's still going to be involved in the championship for a, a day or two, a day or two to come. Uh, Shane Walsh, Shane of the local club, you're welcome. Thanks very much, Leo. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. And congratulations to you, first of all. You're still in that over 40s B or whatever. You're st- that's right, Leo. As you say, we thought if we got as far as Sunday, sorry, if we got as far as Sunday evening, that we'd have the whole thing over with. But myself and Mike Baker, as you say, reached the over parties B final. So with everything that's going on in Tungrenia today, Mike was happy to be here watching the senior games and so on. So we'll play that maybe Monday or Tuesday night. Shane, look, we said it to Tommy. Tremendous weekend, you know, a logistical nightmare. But look at very near the end of it now. I know the hours you put in. You know, you're real, you have really been at home in the last number of weeks and. Louise, I'd be glad to see you uh, back helping out, doing a, bit, doing a bit at home again. But glad to say, everything has worked like Kako. Absolutely. And uh, as Tommy said to you last Saturday, a logistical nightmare, and it was. But thankfully, it has all worked out. And you said the last couple of days, it's the last couple of weeks by an awful lot of people in all the clubs all around the county and from Croke Park. A huge amount of work has gone into it. But to be fair, all the games were played uh, relatively on time. All the courts held up, Meister-wise, playability-wise. Um, down to final stages now today. A lot of the finals have already been played and down to the last few now for this evening. So everything going according to plan. And Tommy also said to us last week, you know, even the draws couldn't be made until the Golden Gloves is over last week in the for the the senior grades yeah so even that was last minute in itself because ranking points are involved there and so on so those draws couldn't be made and even uh, I think maybe draft draws came out on the Tuesday night they were changed the final draws weren't out till Thursday night so yeah it it, it has all been very hectic but all worthwhile and of course there was also the will he won't he uh, during the week was he going to turn up or not well, I tell you, he is turned up in style, Robbie McCarthy. Turned up in style, all right, and, and in serious form. Uh, you can never be too sure with Robbie whether maybe he was trying to play mind games or things like that, but if he was, he was trying to psych out the wrong man because the local fella here is as cool as they come, and that won't affect him in any way. But as you say, Robbie in serious, serious form, and we have himself and Dearman now in the final coming up later on, and that's going to be a cracker, as it always is between the two of them. And Dearman, look, it was the final everyone wanted to see. Absolutely. Okay, Shane, sorry, everyone to see. Absolutely. Everyone in the country. I mean, these two fellas, they've had such a rivalry over the last few years. They've met so many times. Uh, definitely, you'd have to say that Robbie has had the upper, upper hand um, more so than Dermot. But um, this evening now would be another chapter in that. Shane, you might give us through the, the go on, on the, how the rest of the Clare players uh, went on over the weekend. And unfortunately, success hasn't come. Uh, not, as, as of yet not in terms of silverware well m- maybe one or two um, I can give you a rough idea Leo because yeah. especially the local players you'll, yeah. you'll appreciate that here it's like the count centre in the West County the day after election there's information and results and news coming in here every minute but if we roughly go down through them we mentioned Dermot Dash who has the final coming up Liam Minogue entered the Ladies Open slash Ladies A this year they combined the two grades again it's to do with trying to promote ladies handball and bringing in a ranking point system and so on like that so uh, Liam made it through actually to the Ladies Open quarter final where she came up against Katrina Casey and was who, beaten there yeah who was just after winning the yeah. first yeah. Just after winning the first game in the final against yeah. Sienna. So after losing that, then Leah dropped back into the Ladies A, uh, won her semi-final and went through to the final today against Amy Brennan from Kilkenny. Now, Leah and Amy have met I don't know how many times and, and there is never a hair's breadth between them. 
same thing again today. Leah lost out in the first game. She won the second game 15-13 and just lost out in the tie-break 11-9. So very, very close there. But Amy Brennan is the winner there. A sign of many battles to come, Shane. Oh, absolutely. As I said, they're two up-and-coming players that we're going to see more and more of on the senior circuit, for sure. Uh, in the other semi-final of that Ladies' A, Katrina Milan was beaten by Amy Brennan as well. Glenn Murray from Newmarket was in the men's B. He won his semi-final, so he could be playing his final now, or it might be played. We haven't got word of that yet. Mike Kelly also from Newmarket reached the men's 60s and over final, where he lost out to Peter Larkin. Kevin O'Callaghan Kilkishan reached the men's C final and he lost out to David O'Reilly and one piece of silverware that will be coming back to clear is the men's C plate where Daniel Vahan from Tulla beat Ray Cullen in the final of that so congratulations to him yeah, Daniel Amen very good with his hands we see him playing goals absolutely yeah sure and, and his Tulla handball club mate Oshin Donlan was, was playing in the men's C as well right. and I think won a couple of games might have lost out actually to Tiernan Slattery from Tom Graney here a couple of more noted hurlers locally and Shane as, as you mentioned Tulla good to see Tulla handball back in action again uh, in the last couple of years it went dead Tulla always traditionally has been one of the stronger clubs in Clare and maybe in the last few years playing numbers might have dipped a small bit and things like that but um, Niall Bolton has been putting an awful push in in the last couple of last few years and a few more familiar faces like Joe Corbett and Owen Conlon and player numbers back <coughs> up again court I played there myself this weekend the court is in excellent condition and it's like Pat was talking about there a couple of minutes ago this whole tournament over this weekend in Clare is going to give an awful boost to uh, the promotion of handball around the county and uh, getting that buzz back, back going again in all the clubs around the country. Shane, I was reading the preview there with David Nash and the Clare champion uh, during the week and uh, one thing he did mention that caught my eye was, that, was the difficulty, something we forget this, with the COVID, what, what it costs for indoor sports and the lack of contact and all that. Uh, is that recovered now that you've got all the players, young players mainly back or did it settle back a, a long way whereby it's hard to get it back to the numbers again? I, I would say we have recovered. Um, definitely it had a huge impact. I mean, we basically lost, lost the guts of two years but um, speaking here locally in, in the Tungraney Club, we're back up to having, I think, between 80 and 90 juvenile players, oh, which is huge. Fantastic. So it's absolutely fantastic. Again, as Leo said a while ago, it's another logistical nightmare. If you're talking about kind of giving coaching time yes, to each player, it's very, very difficult. But it's just brilliant. I mean, you could have, you could have, depending on the group, you could have between 15 and 20 kids in here at a time in two or three sessions every midweek evening which is brilliant it's and you cater for all the parishes around the place and obviously it's just from Glenys Gareth there's people come from different parishes around that's another side to it in general Tulla are catering for Tulla and Clarecastle yeah. are catering for Clarecastle and so on but I mean we have good numbers coming here from Mount Shannon Whitegate Ogunlaw Scariff Padaig Tumgraney one or two from Fecal again it's, it's brilliant and those are kids that maybe mightn't have come across each other before yeah. too much I mean there's a social side to it as well which is hugely beneficial obviously yeah, and as we see, the second game has just started where Estiana and Icarine is uh, one up in, in the second game. Shane, looking to the, you know, we, we, we know the big game and is coming later, but uh, for the promotion, as you said, of handball, and I see a lot of young lads going around here, can only benefit not only handball in clear, but handball nationally. 100% Leo, yeah. And... Um the kind of exposure this, that this has given. Same as yourself, I see a lot of young fellas walking around here who haven't maybe hit a handball in a while. We might see them here during the week. More young fellas who have never hit a handball. Now their curiosity has peaked. We'll see them back in here again, hopefully. And Shane, also one other group of people we have to mention is 
the officials and the referees. And I know you've done a referees course in Everton before this, but it's the same as any any field game. Without referees, you've no game. Yeah. Without referees, you have no game. Uh, the, the rule in the Irish Nationals is that the loser refs the next game, which in theory leaves it very secure, but you know, 99% of the time it does happen, but understandably enough, after a player losing a, a tough game, sometimes it doesn't happen. In other cases, they might be going away to another venue for another game. So um, we have had referees on hand all weekend in all the venues, and that side of it all gone, gone fine as well. Well, Shane, you know, speaking of the underage as well, and we have a very up-and-coming, brilliant underage ladies there here beside us, and she didn't steal it with the Minogues. But Julie Van Handball in Tungreni at an absolute high here at the moment. At a high, I mean, if if you're talking in terms of silverware, we're going very, very well. We're we're picking up a lot of different titles. A lot of our players are very competitive at uh, higher grades in competition, and we have an awful lot of players playing the lower grades as well. And again, very, very competitive. So, from that point of view, definitely going very, very well. Yeah. Shane, you're very good to talk to us here. We'll we'll get your views later on because. We have a lady here who's waiting. I know she's meant to get out to watch the, the, other, the, other, the other handball. It's, uh, I'm going to hand over to Claire Minogue. Claire Minogue. So I, I know that she's going to be too modest to say it, so we'll congratulate Claire on winning the Golden Gloves tournament in Belfast last weekend at 15 and under level. And Claire is also the dual All-Ireland title holder. She won the under-15 All-Ireland last year in both the small alley and the big alley, which is a huge achievement. Wow. One last question. This big alley was built here in 1911, right? And we spoke to Tommy about it last week on the, on the, on the Sportsline show, right? OK, there has been a major decline in the 6 by 30 It's practically gone, you know, and I know there's one walls coming in. Do you see any solution to getting the 60 by 30 alley and uh, back up again? Um, I do. Again, it's all about promotion, promotion, promotion. I was very interested to listen to Tommy last, last Saturday. Um, and, and he spoke at length about the big alley. And the point that he made was, as you said, the one wall, or the wall ball, as it's been called now, has become very, very popular. They're trying to get it into the Olympics and all that kind of thing. So one of its selling points, and one of the reasons that it's so popular, is that it has that international dimension, yeah. which the GA yeah. can tap into. So if that becomes more and more popular to the, at the expense of the 60 by 30, I'm not so sure whether that's a good thing or not. I mean, this is our traditional Irish game. Um, this was just based on, really. Yeah, I mean, you, you say, Leo, and Tommy said it as well last Saturday, that it's almost dying out. It is not. It's not. The, the players that play the big alley absolutely live for it. Live for it. If, if you come here in the summertime, Claire will tell you, herself and Leah are real advocates of the big alley game. Um, I play more handball in the summertime than I do in the wintertime. The likes of Mike Kelly down in the market drives all the way to Tungreni because this is the only big alley in Clare a few times a week. So I think it falls back on Croke Park as well that... You know, the, the, the PR and the promotion of handball, big alley, small alley, locally, nationally, I think we need to make a way bigger push than we have been doing. But certainly, as long as Claire Minogue and myself and a few more around the place, the big alley will not die out, no. Now we know the reason why you weren't training, or your so-called training during the evening, you were here in the handball alley, but... <laughs> it's always an excuse. <laughs> that's good, that's good training for all of them. Good to talk to you, Gormila Mahakos.